You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. I didn't really even expect them to do an animated attempt at Alan Moore's Swamp Thing anytime soon, much less a live-action television series. And, of course, they bowed out after one season, but still, yeah. here we are. I, what, what a miraculous time we live in, John Golson. It's so funny that now we've got two feature films that were released theatrically, three seasons of uh, of a TV show, now one season of a new TV show, and yet, like, you you can't say the same about, like, uh, a lot of DC characters that are bigger than something. True. I, I mean, mean, we have the one Wonder Woman movie, and there's the one 70s TV show, so already, just from a number standpoint, <laughs> Swamp Thing has it over Wonder Woman. It's it's just... And an animated series. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, there's a bounty of Swamp Thing in, in media that you... You wouldn't you wouldn't suspect because of how odd the comics are, right? And but this is, I would say, the most honest attempt to try and capture some of what Alan Moore was doing with little bits and pieces of the more recent run, yeah. like bringing in the rot into it and stuff. Yeah. You know, um, but I overall was really happy with most of the uh, offerings that DC Streaming has put out so far. The only one I haven't seen is Young Justice, only because I never watched the season before this one. Right. I hear it's great, though. Yeah, I've owned season one, and I haven't. I just ha- I haven't made time for it. But I genuinely enjoyed Titans. I really love Doom Patrol. Like, I'm, con- I'm contemplating going back and re-watching it. I loved it so much. And then Swamp Thing, which has been the latest thing, really enjoying as well. But, you know, as we both found out, it was one of those, before it even came out, they're like, it's canceled. Like, why? Well... Actually, I'm not entirely clear on why. But. Well, the why, the why got me in a heap of trouble because I saw sites reporting that it was uh, differences on set. And I knew from getting Google alerts, basically, because I'm a Swamp Thing nerd. Yeah, you are. I had Google alerts on for Swamp Thing, and I was watching North Carolina film industry stuff. So one morning I started seeing people say, oh, Swamp Thing's canceled because of... Uh, conflicts, uh, onset conflicts, and whatever. And I was like, I was reading these articles, going like, "Well, that doesn't really jibe with what I what I read." Mm-hmm. So I tweeted what I read, and I was wrong. I was incorrect. I, w- I had my math wrong. Is basically what it was. Um, but in a nutshell, uh, they had a they had two separate grants for Swamp Thing. They had a grant for the pilot and a grant for the series. They got the amount. Ima- they got the amount for the pilot which made them think they were going to get that amount per episode because oh. the pilot cost more. They had to, they had to build the tank because the swamp is actually a set. Sure. It's a huge swamp. There's almost would be no yeah. way to film on an actual in an actual swamp yeah. the way they do here. So they built a huge tank which are expensive. So they got their money for the pilot and then they thought that they'd have that amount going forward. They didn't get the they didn't get that amount going forward for the whole series. It was a cost prohibitive show because it's on a niche network. So it becomes one of those things where it's just like, is this worth the expense? Not really. They pulled the plug. I had my math wrong, and I had it. I had like a a forty million dollar number that people were getting hung up on, and I admitted I was wrong like right away. But the shit got away from me, and it was like they just came after you. No, the tweet. My tweets started getting retweeted and retweeted and retweeted. Like they went viral so fast that I couldn't keep up with the truth, <laughs> and like everybody was. 
everybody was running my original first incorrect tweets as news. And I couldn't, nobody was interested in correcting anything except me because they were my tweets. And they're not following up on the news sites that were posting your tweet, yeah. an image of your tweet with the follow-up. Exactly. Exactly. So, so the way that that day went was that tweet caught wildfire. Somebody started questioning me about my numbers and I went, you know what? Those numbers aren't right. You're right. My numbers are wrong. And then the guy who wrote the original articles, there are actually two pieces of news that I conflated. One was uh, just simply related to Swamp Thing's budget. There was another piece of news related to North Carolina um, having what they thought was a surplus that then they figured out, oh, wait, we actually don't have that money. There's not a surplus after all. I thought the two events were related, that they had promised the money to Swamp Thing and then realized they didn't have the money for Swamp Thing. Okay. Those two things were completely unrelated, but by then it was too late. Right. And everybody was running it as news, even as I tried to correct. The weird thing that happens when you go viral is you start getting messages from strangers in places that aren't Twitter. And that's when things got really weird because people were telling me that I had ruined the North Carolina film industry. What? That, um, yeah, that, uh, that I was costing people their jobs, that I was the one that got the show canceled. I was getting these on Instagram and Facebook. Like, That's bizarre. From complete strangers. Okay, first um, off, you posted it as a tweet, not as a post on an official movie website or anything correct. like that. So it really is kind of up to the, and I put this in huge air quotations, reporters yes. from these movie sites to yes. keep up with said story. <laughs> not random twi- Twitter guy who did, in fact, keep up with said story. <laughs> well, what ended up happening was... Um, one of my outlets asked me to remove them from my bio. Um, oh my god! Because I stepped on Warner Brothers' toes. Um, I had a uh, that 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 particular weekend was weird because everybody knows I'm a Swamp Thing fan, and because all these major outlets, literally around the world, were quote tweeting me, I was getting people feeding me back my incorrect news back to me, and I felt like I was going to lose my mind. And I had post I had to post on Facebook, and you might have seen, but I was like. Please don't send me any links to Swamp Thing. Like, I realize that I'm quoted in it. I was wrong. People are already, like, harassing me. Like, I just want this to end. And the worst thing about it was, it's my fandom. Right. Like, I love Swamp Thing. You want nothing like, more but to support yeah, this Yeah, and I'm like, this is this is exactly my geek territory. Like, I've been salivating for this show, and now I can't look at any news coming out about this show because I don't want to see my incorrect information serve back into my face. Right. I People... This is me. If you wondered where I went on Twitter, I was wrong. Uh, I screwed up. <laughs> Which you've said and I said much. that day. I yeah. said that day I screwed up. Dude, if it's the but same fucking day, Jesus when Christ. When it starts to get into the tens of thousands, it's just like, I have no control over this anymore. Right. And it was just, I'd, you know, I'd been off Twitter before, um, and and as kind of like a test, like, can I do without this platform? When that happened, I was just like, I'm done. So I walked away. Yeah. So that's been my that that was everything leading up literally to the weekend that Swamp Thing was released. So there was a little bit of anxiety on my part when I sat down to watch episode one because I was just like, "This isn't even fun anymore." <laughs> they took your passion. Yeah. Oh my god, that's horrible. But I will say, as somebody who'd really been looking forward to it, I'm not, and I, I you know this about me, Chris. Even if I'm, I think we even mentioned this on the show. Even if I'm like really, really, really looking forward to something, I'm still gonna. 
I'm still going to judge it with like my to my own personal taste, of course. Like, whether or not I actually liked it. I actually found Swamp Thing very very similar to the first season of Walking Dead in that the pilot is like perfect, mm-hmm. and then from there it's kind of a gradual slide. It goes up and down. Yeah. There's things I really, really love about this. And I'll say that pilot is amazing. Yeah. Um, just, it is the best looking and coolest, like, sh- way we see as uses power swamp thing we've ever seen. Yeah, I definitely think. that. Uh, I, I wasn't insane about the guy they've got playing Alec Holland, Andy Bean. He's fine. But Derek Mears is nailing it as Swamp Thing. And yeah. I'm so glad the guy finally gets to speak in one of the parts he's playing. He usually plays, uh, like, Jason and characters like that well, who see, don't actually have any dialogue. Do we know if that's Mears' voice or is From it what Bean's I've heard, voice? that is actually, uh, that is actually Mears' voice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he does, in fact, actually voice him. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's weird. That's a thing, because you saw that now on the, the CW big crossover this season, the Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, Conroy is playing Bruce Wayne. I'm kind of curious if they're going to bring in any of the DCU people. Like, if we're going to see any of the Titans or Doom Patrol or Swamp Thing characters I'm in right. that big crisis. Lately, it's felt like they're trying to definitely keep them two separate worlds. But what I think we can look forward to is HBO Max, which I didn't even consciously get that Warner Brothers owned HBO. Mm-hmm. So when they said, oh, and we've our new Warner Brothers streaming network's going to be called HBO Max. I was like, wait, what? And it looks like they're going for, I mean, everybody wants the Netflix killer, right? Yeah. But you can't do little niche things anymore. I mean, CBS is kind of struggling, the DC thing. Guarantee you there's going to be an announcement at some point that this DC stuff is just going to get folded into HBO Max uh, along with, you know, like HBO well, and the all the shows are. Stuff. They've announced, that, so they have said formally that they're going to keep both platforms. Mm. Um, and it makes sense because they've got all the digital comics over on the other platform. Right. Although um, it's not terribly well run. No. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to keep that alive for the comics because they kind of want their own version of Marvel Unlimited. But I have heard that the new live-action shows will be appearing on HBO Max. Okay, and that's another reason for people to get it. I mean, it certainly there's a lot of stuff about it. But what my hope is that if they have a big, solid subscriber sign-up, which they very well, well might. I mean, it's a hell of a... They haven't announced a price yet, but it's like a lot of shit you're getting for whatever price it is, you know, mm-hmm. that maybe they'll reconsider bringing Swamp Thing back. Because you know, as much as I'm mixed, I gen- genuinely enjoyed the season overall, and I yeah. would like to see it continue on. All season ones are, uh, most season ones are rough. It's rare yeah. that a show season one comes out comes out swinging. There's stuff that I was very like, why would you do this this way? Like, they're prote- uh, I was so happy to see Blue Devil was going to be on this. It was one yeah. of my sort of like weird, niche, super geeky characters that I love. And I was like, oh, wow, I love Blue Devil. And... Outside of the idea that he's a Hollywood stuntman who builds his own props and stuff, there's nothing about him that feels like Blue Devil, who is generally speaking a kind of... I mean, yes, he's a mystical character, but he's also played for comedy. Yeah. And they are definitely not doing that. I think there's a few surrogates in the series. I think he's one of them. I I can't help but think that everything about him would have worked better if that character were Jason Blood and he turned to Etrigan. Yes. Um, uh, I completely agree. And Ian Ziering was strange casting, although I'll say... I thought he did fine. He's fine. Yeah. Um, but Phantom Stranger is another one where it's like they don't have Constantine, so Phantom Stranger gets to be Constantine. Yeah, and Macon Blair, who is one of the last actors I would have ever pictured playing. Macon Phantom Blair, Stranger. who looks like he's ready to play me in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I kept seeing him in Swamp Thing going like, I need his agent. Like, I could have been Phantom Stranger, damn you could, it. You could have been. It's very true. I mean, there's a lot of odd casting bits. Gerald Prescott playing uh, Madame Xanadu mm. was another like, okay, I've never seen it portrayed that way. And I didn't bother me the, you know, the change in race. I was like, 
why is she so old? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, that's never been Madame Xanadu. She's supposed to be a young hottie. I'm just saying. Uh, but there were a lot of things I did really like. I thought that uh, Crystal Reed, who recently was in Gotham, playing sort of like the son of Falcone, or daughter of Falcone, yeah. um, who was really good on that. I thought she was great in here. She's I, good. I, I actually really lo- starting to like her as an actress. Virginia Madsen, you know, who's who was once a A-list actress, and now she's relegated to TV shows like this. And she's... She is giving it her all, but she's overplaying. I think she also... I wouldn't be surprised if her storyline and character are the ones that got the most... Uh, between her and, and Jason Woodrow, because I imagine Woodrow as well, especially as it gets closer to the finale. Right. But I would imagine that those two characters are the ones that got tinkered with the most. As, this, as, as they realized that they weren't going to be able to finish the series out like they wanted to. It was a 13-episode order that they had to shorten to 10. Right. And just judging from the show, there's so much in the first half of the first season about her and her her daughter, um, who has passed away passed away when she was a teenager because Abby, uh, they're they're teenagers out goofing around and one of them falls off a bridge and drowns to her death. And, yeah, presumably, um, like insinuated yeah. something grabbed her, but they never really say what that might have been. That's so front-loaded in the first half of the first season that you expect it to have some greater payoff that it doesn't really have in that first season. And again, I think it's because it got truncated. Yeah. Uh, Also, you know, they've announced a Sandman series, which I talk about your mixed feelings. I'm like, I think it's one of the greatest comics ever written, and I'm not sure there's any way to translate it into film. Like, uh, I'm just, I'm not sure you should try, but it's happening. And I'm kind of curious because like, there's this very last minute, and I mean, post credits, (laughs) <laughs> like uh killing of the character Matt Cable, who, of course, dies uh, in the comics because he becomes Matthew the Raven in the Sandman right from the get-go. And I wondered if that was added at the last minute with awareness that they were going to do the Sandman. <laughs> I'm just like, maybe we should just kill him off just so like they can say, oh, there's no confusion for people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I think you can do that. No, we're not. This is not a Sandman thing, but I think you can do the first trade, um, which is... Uh, I could see the first, the the very first Sandman arc being very easily translated to TV. Yeah, it's when it gets past that first arc and it be, he becomes, oh, gosh, like a he. It's he's an odd character in that he becomes sort of like an overseer of of other people's stories. Yeah, it becomes uh, almost an anthology. Yeah, and and from there on, I think I think that I don't quite know what that TV series looks like, but I could see them doing a direct adaptation of those first issues where he's being awakened and weird stuff is happening and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, they said the whole first season is largely just Preludes and Nocturnes, yeah. which is one straight story. Yeah. Well, that's what, coming back to Swamp Thing, that's one of the things they'd said about this one was that the first season was going to be based on the anatomy lesson. Mm-hmm. And it's really like one episode is kind of based on the anatomy lesson. And that's a famous, um, it's actually the second issue that Alan Moore wrote because the first one he did was a lot of cleanup of threads from the previous creators. And so his second issue is kind of more famous as his quote-unquote first issue, which is the anatomy lesson, where you have um, Woodrue and Sunderland performing an autopsy on his body and finding out that he is uh, not a he's not a man who thinks he's a plant. He's a plant that thinks he's a man. Right. And so you get one episode out of the ten that's that's as close as it could be to an Alan Moore adaptation. The rest of the episodes structurally, minus the pilot, which is a, a reworking of his origin story in a way that makes sense of the context of the show, which I, I kind of dug. Yeah. I didn't mind the changes to his origin. I didn't mind Abby being CDC. Like, all that stuff worked for me. 
Um, what didn't work for me was how the structure of the show changes to almost be like the old USA Swamp Thing show, hmm. where he shows up at the beginning, he peeks his head around a tree and says a couple things, and then you get a whole nother storyline, and then at the very end he pops back up and is just like, yep, the darkness is coming, and then like the episode ends. Right. And I'm like, this is structured exactly like the old USA show, which is weird, and it's not what I would have expected well, from the show at all. Whereas the, as advertised, Alan Moore comic book it's based on, spent most of its time with actually Abby and Swamp Thing, yeah. you know, dealing with stuff. I, and I think the show where it goes most off the rails is when it spends too much time with the other side characters. Honestly, the whole soap opera with, with Will Patton and oh, yeah. Jennifer Beals was, and, and Virginia Madsen was so, I mean, it was really played like a soap opera, like yeah, a nighttime it, soap. It yep. was like, yawn, please make this happen. It's got to, it, it, to be kind, it's a Southern Gothic, but it's, uh, yeah. but it, it moves away from some of the body horror stuff like pretty quick. And then most of the show, is is comprised of this sort of like southern gothic family drama stuff. It 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 opens strong with body horror and it kind of closes sort of strong like trying to grasp back to that horror that opened the show. Right. But the big bulk of the middle is a lot of hand-wringing over um this like disgraced millionaire who lives in the swamp and all the crappy things he's done to the people in the town. Right. And and Abby who is unclear on exactly all of this except that the mom her, his uh, wife, who was the mother of her old best friend who had died when they were together, is psychotically hates her beyond reason or yeah. rationality. Did you find the show, the show's cinematography, difficult? I I thought that, I thought that uh, episodes often were so darkly lit as to be like. Like a detriment, like yeah, like absolutely. The first episode kind of has a modern horror look, um, and I felt like as each episode progressed, you end up with stuff where it's like characters are having whole conversations in police stations and hospitals where all the lights are literally turned out and <laughs> right. you can't see anything. And what's funny is, you know, a lot of people go, "Well, it's your TV settings," but the thumbnails for the show look on exactly NBC are like no, they're bright. They're oh, like, are they? the thumbnails look great. So you have these screen grabs from the show. That are like bright and colorful, but then when you're watching the show, it it looks like darkness. Like I'll be and curious not to see a, what it looks like on the Blu-ray. Maybe it, it's you know I don't know. I mean I remember the same discussion with everyone over the that Game of Thrones episode. Then mm-hmm. it was like no, it's supposed to be that dark. <laughs> yeah, this this show is uh, really really dark, and it it feels unmotivated. It feels mm-hmm. like poor cinematography because again there are scenes where people are just talking. And they're lit like they're like there's no lighting on them at well, all. Well, everything is lit like the swamp is lit, and you're like, no. When you go to the swamp, you should know immediately you're in the swamp and not in some bar. Uh, speaking of, there's like a bunch of side characters here who do nothing for the story. Like Maria Sten as Liz Tremaine, the newspaper reporter and friend of Abby, who is like just there so she has someone to have conversations with, as near as I can tell. <laughs> like, why is she? Why is she there at all? Uh and Blue Devil as well is kind of like such an odd, has almost nothing to do with anything side story they keep coming back to. Like, okay. And it ends with no payoff of any kind. Nope. And like Ian Zero just like, oh, I can leave now? Okay. I think what? It's funny you bring that up because I don't think I've ever watched a show where I wanted, I want someone to do like they do with the Star Wars prequels. I want somebody to take these 10 episodes and cut them down into a great two-hour movie. Right. I think you leave most of the pilot, but you trim it down a little bit so that you have enough time for the rest of the hour. And then I think you basically, like, just take the pieces that you need, 
for Abby and Swamp Thing's story, which is kind of picking up from the end. Like, I would say pick up the Woodrow pieces, leave the Sunderland pieces, and get that thing down to two hours. Because by the time I came out of it, I'm like, there are whole chunks, like whole characters and whole chunks that you could literally remove and not have it affect the Abby and Swamp Thing story. Yeah. You could get rid of Blue Devil. If yeah. you did a fan edit, you could literally get rid of Blue Devil. So no reason for You could get rid of Xanadu. Yep. You could actually get rid of all the stuff with the daughter, to tell you the truth, Absolutely. because it doesn't figure back into the plot. No, it's not relevant. It's, so, it's a setup for something to come in future seasons that will never happen. Yeah. And so. speaking of that, there's a post it's the there's a post credit scene if if people didn't know, right. I mean, you mentioned it where we finally see dies. the Floronic Man. You see the Floronic Man, and I'm like, there's not a second season. So my guess is, again, this was cut short. So I think they'd already filmed some stuff and went, well, we've got him in the suit. Like, let's we, just- we were planning on doing two or three episodes of the final battle, so let's just go ahead and show him. Because I'm like, why are they teasing me? Right. Like, why is there a tease here? You're, I'm not going to see him again. Speaking of that, <laughs> Kevin Durand is one of those actors that if he's appearing in something... Don't try and make us believe he's going to be a good guy. It's Kevin Durant. I don't sick? think he's ever played a good guy in his entire career. He, 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 I was worried for him in this movie. He's usually so beefy. And in this, he's like, he's so sickly. Yeah, I was I was a little worried about Kevin Durant. I was like, is he okay? Is this man okay? Is he all right? He's just getting old. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. he also kind of, and I've seen him be great. Yeah. And here he kind of felt like he was overplaying it but sleepwalking at the same time you know i was like yeah you're you're kind of falling back on a very cartoonish performance and it's not bad for what it is but the show so many parts of the show feel like it's trying not to be that and other parts feel like it totally is like virginia madsen is on the like i said nighttime soap opera ridiculously histrionic over the top and nothing completely gels together it's just every time we're with swamp thing it's great and abby is great but everybody else is kind of a mixed bag here yeah yeah, I was I, like, I loved it so much when it started, but as it went along, you just start feeling disappointment. And at the end, where like I said, so much stuff just flat out doesn't pay off at all, even in the context of the way things usually pay off at the end of a season. Like a little, okay, we wrapped up this to some extent, and now we get the hints of what's coming next. No, it just left threads lying wide open, left and right. <laughs> My hope is that. Whatever happens after this show with with Swamp Thing in media, I think that I think they've proven something to some degree. I think the first couple episodes are so strong that my hope is that somebody will be inspired or see the value and maybe maybe you know ten years down the line we're getting a new all new series or we're getting um, you know an all new movie or maybe even one of those cases like they do with uh, the guy who played Constantine yeah. his short lived show and you start seeing mirrors pop up on like The Flash and Supergirl and or stuff even like, that. like you know M- Millennium I think of the show they never ended but then they were like you know what let's just give him like a two episode arc on the X-Files so we can wrap up his whole yeah. storyline and you know I don't know so much about decidedly wrapping up but if they're continuing to do the DC streaming shows yes let's have like an arc on one of them that they end up in this swamp and then they can deal with all the stuff that was building with this so at the very least we feel like some of those stories came to an end yeah uh, yeah I hope that happens too and Derek Mears was just I thought like I said nailed it as a Swamp Thing yeah it was great great costume design great effects I love that it's played like all three of these shows that they put out are played as horror shows I mean Doom Patrol more of a horror comedy but even Titans is played as a horror show with Raven being the the main focus of it and here it's like yeah it's no question super gory and, and, and brutally dark 
I was like, yes, more, but you know, better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think ultimately that's it. Is it? You know, the promise of those first couple episodes are not quite fulfilled, and so it leaves you really hungry to see uh, what could have happened. It feels like one of those like. For geeks, it feels like one of those great what might have been stories where it's like, what, what if they had the full support and the full money and the full budget and the full go with, you know, go forward to finish your 13 episodes and right. let's, let's work towards the second season because it comes out of the gate with such confidence in what it wants to be. Uh, um, that when it gets into all the soapy stuff, it just becomes a different show and it, it ends up being really frustrating. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go to final thoughts, John. Well, when you you wrap up your thoughts on this. I've actually had a lot of people ask me, is Swamp Thing worth getting DC DC streaming service? It's a complicated question because I think having access to all those comics for, you know, seven bucks a month or ten bucks a month. I don't know how much it is. It's I like don't remember. It's between like seven or ten. It's not more than ten. It's not less than six. Um, but having access to all those comics and all those animated shows and things like that, that to me makes it worth it in regards to the price point. Like, is the price point worth it? Yes. Is it worth it if Swamp Thing is the only thing that you want to watch? Well, then I assume you're already interested in Swamp Thing, so that's like the price of a movie rental. So, yes, watch the 10-hour Swamp Thing movie for $7 or however much it costs. Sure. Um, or, or just wait for the Blu-ray to come out, because they have been putting out Blu-rays yeah. rather quickly of all these seasons. That's true. And that'll be probably within a month or two, you can pick it up for 12 or $13. Yeah. You know? but, I, but I would say that even as a fan, somebody who literally loves Swamp Thing, I have a Swamp Thing collection in my home. Uh, there is a wall of Swamp Thing art in my home um, that I found it ultimately, at the end of the day, a, a little bit frustrating. Disappointment is a strong word because I really did love the first. I loved the promise of it, mm-hmm. and I wasn't let down by those first couple episodes. But by the time all was said and done, um, it'll be a while probably before I revisit it. Sure. Versus, uh, versus, say, like the Wes Craven Swamp Thing movie, which I watch every couple of years. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. And this does have Adrian Barbeau in it, albeit briefly. And it's funny. I know we're on the last thoughts. I actually thought that um, we didn't really get into like a lot of individual episodes, but the final episode evoked a lot of the things where Jake Busey shows up. Yeah. And there's like commandos, and they're like going into the swamp to get Swamp Thing. And I was like, out of all the episodes, it's funny that... This one is the one that evokes like the Wes Craven Swamp Thing. <laughs> how it's just like these like wannabe army dudes like you know running around and getting pulled by vines and things like that. I'm like, this is basically like, you know, they've they've t- taken the Wes Craven Swamp Thing movie and put it in like ten minutes of this movie. But also this played show. out exactly how you'd expect it to. Unfortunately, there weren't any surprises in it. It's like he's oh, like, had oh, no, yeah, yeah, he's a Swamp Thing. It's like, oh, okay, now I know how to do this. Which is basically don't show up until you've already won. Yeah, you have to use your vine power. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what's your arbitrary rating? My arbitrary rating is, hmm, I'm going to give this six out of ten voyages to the green. Nice. Yeah, I I think we're largely on the same uh, page. I, I may have actually enjoyed it a little bit more than you did. But I also watch all the CW superhero shows. I probably have more patience than you do for these things. <laughs> I'm behind on those. Yeah, I'm a little behind. On, I'm behind on half of them, but I'll get caught up sooner or later. You know, it, it's funny. I think the only reason I even watch some of them now is so I know what's going on when they get to the big event crossovers. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh, I want to watch those for sure. <laughs> um 
yeah, this is it's a mixed bag, but there's stuff that works so well and is so cool that yeah, if you're even slightly a Swamp Thing fan, it's going to be worth your time, but you know, be prepared for the fact that like a lot of single season canceled too soon shows, it's there's stuff that we are probably never going to get. Like yeah. like a, a feeling of satisfaction for it all. And there's a lot of stuff that just didn't need to be in here. And there's a lot of stuff that's dumb and soapy. But man, Swamp Thing himself dead on. I hope if they do do more with something, they copy what they're doing here uh, in that sense. He's he's super neato. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a six and a half out of ten uh, uh, sex scenes with, by eating pods off his body that we never saw happen. Yeah. <laughs> but that I was waiting for. I was like, come on, grow pod, grow pod, baby. You know she wants it. <laughs> she wants to eat your pods. That's when, that's when my girlfriend made me turn off the return of Swamp Thing when Heather Locklear eats the, eats the pot off of yeah. uh, Swamp Thing in the, in the sequel. That was too much. Yeah. She was like, no, 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 that's not appropriate for children. 